Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Engineering of 2023. Wheel and Engineering on the road in the air and around the world. Wheelin is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. As always, inside the Motor Racing Network headquarters here in Concord, North Carolina, I'm MRN pit reporter Chris Wilner. MRN announcer Kyle Ricky out at the Stafford Speedway in Connecticut. K Rick, 38, 39 episodes. Here we are, the final one. The leaves have fallen in our neck of the woods. It's still unseasonably warm, which I'm not complaining about. But it is that time to wrap up the season. Can you believe it? Where did time go here this year? Yeah, hard to believe. This is year, I think, 11 for NASCAR Coast to Coast that uh, we're buttoning up today. And uh, warm down there, not up here, although the sun is out uh, for the first time here in a few days. It is in the 40s. Uh, not a whole lot of color left on the trees, but uh, it's it's that time of year. And thankfully, it could, the weather can do whatever it wants at this point of the season. It can rain. It can snow. It can be cold. We're done here at the racetrack and, and for most of this region of the country, at least for another five months. Yeah, still some races going on closer to our neck of the woods down here in the southeast, but that's for sure as we tie a bow on 2023. And of course, NASCAR championship weekend in the books out at Phoenix. It was a great weekend, as you heard on the Motor Racing Network. All three uh, make that four champions crowned with the addition of the ARCA West Championship. And speaking of which, we've got the champ on the line coming up in segment number two. That is Sean Hingarani, who captured his first ARCA championship, the ARCA West title of this year, with four wins, finishing inside the top five there out at Phoenix to lock up the championship. But Kyle, let's start with one of the crown jewels in late model racing. That is the 39th annual All-American 400 out at Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway. It was the finale for the ASA Stars National Tour. The first time we had a national late model series, a 10-race slate over the course of the season, and it went down to Ty Majeski versus Cole Butcher, and both were caught up in a late race melee that started around lap 212. Ty was able to hang on, though, for a 13th place or 11th place finish to win the championship. But, Kyle, it was for some odd reason, lap 212 just was the signals the end for most of the top half of the top 10, and suddenly William Swalich came out of nowhere and ends up winning the race. Yeah, they all went into turn number one, and very few of them came out, at least among the, the top half of the field. Cole Butcher, as you mentioned, was at the head of that. Uh, you had Bubba Pollard, Jeremy Doss, Stephen Nassi, Gio Ruggiero, uh, among others uh, that were contending at the time for the win that didn't uh, make it to turn number two, Ty Majeski, fortunately, was able to continue on after getting caught up in that incident. But uh, wild part of the race, uh, no doubt, uh, you know, I guess it was fluid on the racetrack that uh, sent a lot of the top cars spinning. Uh, Williams Wallach missed it all and, and had a banner weekend claiming the win and capping the weekend off with an All-American 400 checkered flag. That's right. He also picked up the Arca West race out at yep. Phoenix, had to hop on the plane from all the way at the West Coast to the East Coast and was still able to get the win. And what a season, though, for this ASA Stars National Tour as we finish up the year. Kyle, five of the ten races 
were won by Donnie Wilson Motorsports, and not even that, but it was like with three or four different drivers as well. So safe to say anybody who's behind the wheel of one of his race cars is probably going to have a shot to win. And, of course, his latest winner was William Sawalich. Yeah, they got it going on right now, and it'll be interesting to see what they can do in some of the big races coming up here during the offseason and then obviously getting up, getting ready for, for 2024. And a shout-out, too, to two-time track champion over there at Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway, Michael House, and former champion Willie Allen with both top five finishes, of course, courtesy of that late race melee and parking lot over there in turns yep. one and two. But, hey, nonetheless, you finished the year out there with a top five finish in one of the biggest races of the year. Quick shout-out to our Tour 2 Cars Tour champions for this year, both with the last name Quapple. It was the Quapple season of 2023. Carson taking home the late model stock championship for a second year in a row, and his brother Carson taking his first championship in the pro late models. Speaking of drivers doing multiple races, Caden Honeycutt, Kyle, four races this weekend, including two out on the West Coast and then coming back and running both the pro late model and the late model stock with the Cars Tour. I'm hoping this guy is sleeping for the rest of the week because that is an incredible schedule when you think of the time change, the jet lag, and, of course, running four races over the course of a weekend. Pretty impressive. Yeah, the time change and on top of changing the clocks, a lot of seat time, a lot of laps, and a lot of different types of race cars. Um, but that's how you, you know, put your name out there, get your uh, get your name on the map, and, and he has done just that here, especially in the late portions of 2024 or 2023. Yeah, absolutely. Not not there yet, Kyle. We're, no, we're, we're not. Next time we see each other, it will be talking about 2024. But let's uh, finish up with our 2023 season finale coverage out in the desert, the Desert Diamond Casino, West Valley 100 for the ARCA West Championship, kicking off a busy weekend out in Phoenix for Championship Weekend. Sean Hingarani, who's joining us here in segment number two, captured the championship. And we knew this kind of Kyle going in that he had a healthy enough lead. But knowing Sean and, and mostly any race car driver, you want to go out and win the race but couldn't quite get there. That's because William Sawalich was just on a rail in that JGR Toyota, winning the race, but of course, Sean winning the championship. What'd you think of the 100-lapper out there at Phoenix? It was a good race. Uh, took a little while to get going, a lot of cautions early in the event, which is something that we've come to expect when you have big fields at the Phoenix Raceway in the Arkham Arts West Series. But, uh, you know, the cream rose to the top, and Leading all the laps, I believe, uh, Williams Wallach led all but seven of them at the front of the field to claim the win over Dean Thompson. You mentioned Hingarani finishing in third, was pretty much among the leaders all day. No real threat uh, of losing the point lead. In fact, he locked it up, I believe, midway through the event. Jack Wood uh, and uh, Tyler Reif rounding out the top five. So good race, uh, a lot of battling up front and through the field, and uh, nice to see a, a, a good, strong, healthy field of cars to end the season. Yeah, and what a season to end for William Sawalich, who obviously is our East champion this year, picked up his first West win. He's now won in every in all three of the ARCA platforms this year. So a name that I know we're going to talk to, I'm sure, on this show next year when we start talking about the season for 2024, William Sawalich getting the win, and, of course, Sean, the champion. And uh, what a season it's been for those ARCA West racers out on the West Coast. Speaking of champions as well, the owner's title went to the 17 machine MMI racing uh, Cook and, and and the whole company out there with Caden Honeycutt behind the wheel got the job done. They had a blown tire too, Kyle, and somehow yep. they survived uh, to get the owner's championship. So pretty, pretty good stuff. Um, all right. Well, you know what? Sean Hingarani is waiting for us on the other line. So let's get to him and talk to the champ. Once again, our ARCA West champion of 2023, Sean Hingarani. Coming up next here on NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Wheeland Engineering. 
Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and warning systems for the automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Whelan products are designed, sourced, and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Whelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left, and we're here to stay. Champ is here, ARCA West champion of 2023 for Venturini Motorsports, Sean Hingarani. Sean, it's been a few days, but have you had time to soak it in that you're an ARCA West champion of the year? I know you wanted to go out and win the race, but what have the last few days been like now that the season has come to an end and you have that championship trophy? Um, you know, it, f- it feels great, uh, all the hard work that me, that I've put in, the team's put in, just all the hours that they've put in the shop and kind of everyone all my sponsors mobile one gear wrench fidelity capital hms motorsport just kind of everyone who's helped me get to this point and um helped me get to winning this championship just means so much to me so everyone support all family friends you know just kind of everyone all together but um it wouldn't be possible without everyone that i just mentioned and uh it's still unreal to me a good top five run third place effort at the phoenix raceway how did you approach that event knowing that you had a, a fairly comfortable point lead going into it? Uh, I approached it like we approach every other race. You know, you want to go there, you want to win. Uh, unfortunately, we uh, didn't get to do so. I think we had a really good fast car and we were able to lead a few laps there and uh, just things didn't fall into place. The 20 got into us and kind of just shuffled us back a little, but um I knew we had a pretty good points cushion to fall back on if we needed to. Of course, it's not what we plan on doing or what we plan on doing any week, but at least we entered Phoenix knowing we had that to fall on if we needed to. Yeah, a lot of cr- close racing out there, Sean, throughout the event. Obviously, you talked about a little bit of, of contact, too. Was there a moment where you had to start to think big picture uh, when the race was coming down to it and you kind of needed to kind of say, okay, we need to keep this thing clean to the end? Or was it constantly just trying to get as much as you could out of the car to, to try to go for the win? Obviously, it's kind of entered the week in big picture racing, right? So um, I wanted to win the race, of course, like I mentioned, but um, don't want to do anything stupid along the way that will put us out of contention to even win the race or win the championship. Um, I believe at one point in the race, the, one of the other championship contenders had fallen out of contention. And I think I had locked up the championship during the middle of the race. So that kind of gave us a little bit more, uh, it helped us a little bit in regards to how hard we can race and everything, but, um, it didn't, it didn't really change much. What was uh, looking at the big picture now, some of the keys to your consistency this year, obviously a a few hiccups along the way, including Phoenix at the beginning of the year and also uh, at the bull ring at Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago. But other than that, fairly consistent year for you toward the front of the field. Yeah, um, I honestly think that uh, Kevin Reed Jr., Monin, Owen, all all my guys, they they put so much work in on that car and Jerry Pitts, he helped out a good, good bit with our deal and 
just they put so much work in and they brought me a race car every week to contend for a win. And I think we just did just that. We were fast every week. We contended for wins. I mean, like you mentioned, Irwindale, we had a right for we ran over something on the track, had a right front tire go down, got in the fence. We were leading, probably would have won the race. Bull ring, got the pole, led a bunch of laps, probably would have won that race, caught right front, caught on fire. Some stuff that was out of my control this year, some stuff that was in control. There was a lot of hiccups along the way, like you mentioned, but we kind of just hung on and rode till the end and um, never gave up. When we've been following this Arca West title, obviously a lot of the West Coast teams have been perennial favorites. And you think of Bill McAnally and, and some of the other programs, but what did it take to put this together with Venturini Motorsports to say, hey, let's go full-time Arca West and chase a championship? Because like we were talking about all year long, the majority of these drivers and majority of the races scheduled were all either on the East uh, schedule or on the Arca Menards National schedule. But how did this deal fall come together at the beginning of the season to go run for a West title? Uh, I was just a West Coast kid going out to the East Coast, racing with the East Coast team. And uh, Billy Venturini, he was, I'm very fortunate for him to be able to put that opportunity for me together to go run arca west um it, it took a lot of work and a lot of uh a lot of people a lot of planning it took took a lot so i'm very thankful for billy venturing the opportunity he had gave me to drive for him uh not just on the west but on the east and um kind of everything fell into place and we got jerry pitts helped out a lot like i'd mentioned and um my guys were flying from the east coast to the west coast every week and i mean all the people it took to do this i can't thank them enough for it so, so you may have just answered my next question i was going to talk about the 12 race west schedule is that enough for kind of where that series is at right now um i enjoyed the 12 race west schedule i mean uh always i want of course i want to race more and more and every week and every chance i get to but i felt like that was a fairly good uh race number schedule for uh, Arca West. I mean, I got to compete in Arca East and main series as well. So I had quite a few Arca events I attended to this year. Um, so I was always busy, always racing, but, uh, Arca West was uh, definitely, uh, didn't disappoint this year. Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical underage sale prohibited. Introducing zone nicotine pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your zone with zone nicotine pouches. Bouncing around between those three series, what were some of the biggest changes? Like if you prepare for an Arkham and Art series event versus an East event versus a West event, I mean, could you kind of, I mean, were preparations any different? I mean, how did each of those three series compare in terms of the competition and how you raced uh, each of those weekends? Um, I definitely see where you're coming from. I think like from driver perspective, going to race, it's you prepare the same every week. Uh, some weeks are different for me because like two weekends, for example, I did double duty. So it takes a little more hydration, a little bit more, just a little bit more. Right. Um, but as in regards to preparing for any ARCA event, I feel like they're all fairly similar. The racetracks could be different or obviously there's a little bit differences, but you're driving the same race car, just different racetracks and competitions relatively similar at all the races. And um, you're racing with good guys no matter what race you go to. So you want to make sure you prepare very well for all the races. 
Take me uh, into the seat under the helmet of the moment in Las Vegas. So uh, when you're on fire and they put the, you know, it was a long caution flag. They eventually put the red flag out to, to put the fire out and then put you at the rear of the field. It's a race we talked about fairly in depth a couple of weeks ago. Just want to get your perspective of those couple of minutes. So, I mean, it, it was a great day, right? Like until it was when we got the pole, we had all the laps until then. And uh, I think that, if we had kept rolling around under caution when we had gone green, I, think, I believe the fire would have went out. Um, I understand ARCA has sa certain safety precautions they need to take and they needed to put the fire out. I understand that. I do think, I do believe that ended our night and I do understand where they were coming from, but it was just a heartbreaker. You know, it was, a, it was my birthday that day. I really wanted to win that race. <laughs> I love the bull ring. That's a great racetrack. Um, just everything kind of fell into place until it didn't. And we definitely, my guys showed up, they brought me a good race car and, uh, I think we just had such a great night, such great competition there. I mean, we really had a great night until we didn't. Let's go back real quick and talk about how you've got to this point. I think a lot of people I know, especially the back half of the season, paying attention to more of the ARCA stuff. Okay, Sean Hingarani's now kind of, this is his breakout season, obviously capsulating with a championship. But how did your career get started as a kid from the West Coast? And suddenly here you are, an ARCA champion, and obviously big things still to come in the next several years. Uh, so I started racing legend cars about two, a little over two years ago. So I didn't get the start that everyone does as a young kid and quarter midgets or bandoleros or kind of that stuff. So started in a legend car when I was 14 years old. I'm 17 now. Um, just, and then I raced a legend car for a little bit. Uh, Donnie St. Hours, he's a big part of my development, uh, Great people along the way. Late model, Nasimena Motorsports helped me so much. Pro late model, super late model. I made my first ARCA start with them. They just, they helped me a lot throughout uh, my career. Donnie St. Hours and Nasimena Motorsports. Then um, I realized it was time that we need to go racing back east. So we kind of took the step. We went with Venturini Motorsports. They were able to bring a car out west and everything kind of fell into place over there. So um, just kind of progressing through the ranks as time went on. And you've been able to to kind of dip your toes into the water of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series here this season. What were some of the takeaways? I know not the results that you wanted, but what were some of the takeaways of getting in the truck for those two events? Yeah, um, at Milwaukee, uh, Hattori Racing Enterprises brought me a truck there, and uh, we just kind of struggled all weekend. Uh, we went eighth in practice, didn't qualify. Uh, we took a they, My crew chief took a swing at it and then kind of I think we missed a little bit, so – that weekend wasn't really so great. Uh, had a bad pit strategy call as well. It just didn't work out in our favor. Um, but I'm really thankful for that opportunity. Then we uh, got all the laps, got to race some really, really talented guys in the truck series and kind of see how that series works. And then uh, we got an opportunity to run Phoenix in the 75 Henderson Motorsports truck and um, definitely thought we were pretty fast. Uh, our qualifying situation with the track, the track, situation we qualified on wasn't the best coming off the ARCA race and ARCA rubber and everything being one of the first trucks to qualify. But um, I think we had a good night until we didn't, we had a right on the right front. One of our lug nuts got rounded off and we weren't, we weren't able to get the right front tire off, which resulted in us going a lap down. So just didn't have the best luck in the truck series yet, but uh, definitely valuable laps and learning experience out there and um, work with some really great people. 
Yeah, and it's incredible you're doing all that at the age of 17 already. So a, a long future is ahead. Is there anybody that you've leaned on to, Sean, over the course of the last year or so as you've now taken this big step on the national scale? Uh, any driver, I know you're part of the Toyota family, so they've got a whole crop of, of youngsters and, and veterans that have been up through the ranks. Anybody you've leaned on to for advice or, or uh, you know, just how to kind of navigate some of these changes as you work your way up the ladder? Um. You know, just kind of everyone I've been able to talk to, whether at the racetrack or off the racetrack, kind of everyone's been helpful towards me, and uh, I'm very thankful for that. And, you know, Billy Venturini's been a big part of my development, not spending motorsports on these 10 hours. So a lot of people have played key roles in my development, and I'm very thankful for all of them. My final question for you, what does the offseason look like for you? What do you, uh, you know, how do you spend your time between now and, and the start of 2024? <laughs> we're going to try to find all the races we can get out to and go there to you go. legend car racing, super late model racing, whatever it is. Um, we're going to do all that and we're going to make sure we come into next season uh, ready to race and win races. So I can't wait to see what next season holds in store for us and uh, where we end up. Yeah. So that was going to be my final question. What does, if you know what 24 looks like, or at least where you would like to see your schedule as it starts to pan out over the off season? Uh, I, I would love to do so many things. I'd love to truck race again. I'd love to ARCA race again, late model race. Whatever falls into place and whatever opportunities come my way, I'm uh, open to open to all of them and excited to see what it holds for me. As of right now, I have not uh, no idea where we're going, but um, I'm sure I'll make a social media announcement when we do. Yeah, and certainly winning and championships help boost your stock. So that's, you know, all things pointing in the right direction. What is the ultimate goal, Sean? Is it Cup Series? I mean, I, I would safe to say maybe that is a goal of yours. Yeah, definitely. Um, our, our goal is to race on Sundays, and uh, we're going to try to do everything along the way that we can and then in our control and uh, to do what we need to do to get there. Well, congratulations, man. It was fun. Fun following you this season. Of course, four wins on your way to the title. Much best uh, luck to you as you figure out next year and enjoy the offseason, and uh, we'll talk to you next year. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Sean Hingarani, again, your 2023 ARCA West champion for Venturini Motorsports. Coming up next, we'll look at the calendar. Some big races coming up as we hit the end of 2023. We'll discuss it all next here on Coast to Coast. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers and warning systems for the automotive, aviation and mass notification industries worldwide. Whelan products are designed, sourced and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Whelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left and we're here to stay. year with Sean Hingarani. Not going to be the last time we talk about Sean, of course, as he uh, looks for new opportunities in 2024. Wouldn't be surprised if we see a healthy truck schedule maybe alongside some more of the Arkham Menard series, the national slate for 2024. But of course, anything's possible. But what a season, Kyle. And, and if we talk about the West series in particular, any moments that maybe stick out to you as we uh, tie a knot on the season? Well, we talked to him about uh, the race in Las Vegas. That was a uh, that was a highlight. We weren't expecting uh, what happened to Sean 
to happen to him. Uh, Dylan Capello picking up the win. Uh, pretty cool. Was uh, at the front of the field all night, led most of the laps, winning in just his second start at the Las Vegas Bull Ring and in one of the more competitive fields that we uh, we saw all year for the Arkham Arts West Series. So I think that's the race that probably stands out the most to me, a race that saw a lot of ups and downs and a brand new winner. I would agree, and especially just over the course of the 12-race schedule, I think almost every race had a pretty – uh, dramatic moment or two throughout oh, yeah. the event, but uh, for sure, Dylan getting a win. I love the racing out at Irwindale Speedway. I'm pretty biased. I love Irwindale Speedway, hoping that it gets maybe a few more races over the course of the next couple of years, whether it's late models or in the ARCA side of things, but I thought those races were fantastic, and of course, uh, Las Vegas put it on, and of course, Phoenix, I thought was a great championship event, too, as well, with some drama. Yep there with our championship competitors. Speaking of ARCA, how about our ARCA alums performing well on championship weekend out in Phoenix? All of our championship four in the Cup Series have had ARCA backgrounds. We've had ARCA backgrounds on our Xfinity and Truck Series side of things. So it seems like if you perform well in ARCA, Kyle, you're probably going to have a pretty good career if you move on up to one of NASCAR's top three series. Yeah, and I look at like Ben Rhodes and, and Cole Custer for that instance. Yeah. But like Ben, I remember when we did this show years ago with Ben, we'd have to get him out of class. Uh, I think he was always in theology every time we wanted him on the show, and he'd always have to get out when he won a race. Uh, back then, it was the old K&N Pro Series East days. And since then, he has had so much success at the sports national level, mainly in the truck series, being a part of the championship four on a couple uh, different occasions. And now he's a two-time champion after last Friday night. So, um, you know, it'll be fun to see where guys like Sean Hingarani go here in the next three, four, five years, and and maybe get to that level where we saw, you know, we currently see Ben Rhodes and currently see guys like Ryan Blaney, the cup champion, and Cole Custer, the Xfinity champion, knowing where they came from. 100%. And then you look at some of the drivers that are recent graduates like Corey Heim, who had a shot yep. until uh, the late going there at Phoenix for the Truck Series title. He's not going away either. I, I think go ahead and put a stamp on Corey Heim, especially announcing his bat. He will be back with Tricon Garage next year in the Truck Series. Go ahead and pick him as a championship four favorite right now because if that team performs like they did, they will be right back in Phoenix with the title shot, and they won't have to worry about Carson Hosevar being on the racetrack because he's going to go racing on Sunday. Right. So <laughs> we'll see what happens next year, of course, with Corey. But, yes, congratulations to all of the ARCA alums that did well on championship weekend and picked up their respective champions. Uh, real quick, Kyle, on the calendar, it is getting pretty thin this time of year. We talked about it, the weather changing up in your neck of the woods. Of course, uh, things wrapping up down in the southeast. Still some big races coming up, including uh, the fall brawl at Hickory Speedway down over here uh, where NASCAR champions are made. A lot of those past champions coming through uh, the ranks out at Hickory. Uh, they've got a big one, the fall brawl. Usually brings a good car count. Haven't seen an entry list yet, but did you tell me earlier that Col Coleman Presley's on the entry list? The Indians. Yeah. I didn't know he was a driver. Yeah, he uh, posted some pictures earlier this week of the car being prepped in the garage and that he's ready to tackle the Hickory Motor Speedway this weekend. $4,000 to win, so I'm sure it's going to attract a lot of uh, a lot of the, the region's big names down there at the Hickory Motor Speedway. Should be a good event uh, this Saturday at, on Flow Racing just after 4 p.m. That's right. 4000 to win, as Kyle mentioned. 415 will be the airtime on Flow Racing from Hickory to wrap up their 2023 event schedule out at the Speedway. Uh, back up a little bit closer to you, Kyle, in the state of New York at Riverhead is the Islip 300. Big Money Matt has another opportunity to cash in a big payday with the Islip 300. What can we expect from the Ground Pounders? 
Yeah, won the North-South shootout last week. Did Matt Hirschman, won two weeks ago here at the Stafford Motor Speedway in the Tri-Track Series. In fact, he won their last two events. So he's had a big month looking to continue that this weekend. The Ice Slip 300, one of the biggest events of the year at Riverhead Raceway on Long Island. They will also crown the winner of the Ted Christopher Cup, which is on the line, uh, a, a special series within a series. I believe it's three races during the course of the year. Kyle Elwood, the current point leader in that uh, in the run for that championship. So should be a good, uh, good event this weekend. Uh, I believe it's on Saturday evening at the Riverhead Raceway, expecting a good car count. Hopefully the weather cooperates. Yes, hopefully so. Fingers are crossed for that. And then don't forget the South Carolina 400, Dale Earnhardt Jr. back behind the wheel of the Junior Motorsports late model stock. That's coming up as well. A star-studded event uh, already when we already had the locked-in 150 to set uh, the pole sitters. So should be a good one out there as well at Florence. Uh, Kyle, we do have probably the biggest race of the year when it comes to the late models. That is the Snowball Derby and, of course, the Pro Late Models with the Snowflake 100 at Five Flags. Uh, we're only a few weeks away, just after Thanksgiving, November 30th through December 3rd, to kind of kickstart your holiday season. And the entry lists were already released in terms of preliminary. There's already over 50 for the Snowflake. But when we look at the Snowball Derby, I mean, oh my gosh, when it comes to former champions in the field, Cup Series drivers in the field, and we haven't even hit November 15th yet, or halfway through the month. I mean, Noah Gregson's in it. Two-time champion Eric Jones is in it. Ty Majeski, Travis Braden, welcome back to late model racing for him. I mean, the list goes on, doesn't it? William Byron, Sammy Smith, Ryan Priest in the field. So it's wow. uh, it's going to be a good one, no doubt. Uh, 46 cars entered for the Derby right now. Like you mentioned, 50 for the Snowflake. Jeb Burton being among one of the entrants into the Snowflake uh, 100. So uh, always a good weekend, December 2nd and 3rd, Five Flags Speedway. Uh, usually one of those events, one of the many events that kind of gets you through the, the winter months. You know, then you have the Tulsa shootout not too far after that. And uh, the, the, you know, everything that happens in Tulsa. So uh, Chili Bowl, obviously, right after the New Year. So a lot to come here during the, uh, the, the cold months up here in the Northeast. 100%, and the news will continue to break on who else has entered. I know Stephen Nassie's looking for some redemption with Anthony Campy Racing. They're going to be, yep. I'm sure, on the entry list as well. And and thanks for plugging the shootout in the Chili Bowl, Kyle. Of course, you can watch yours truly on those broadcasts here in the offseason on Flow Racing as we get set to kick off 2024. I actually got a shout-out on the Pat McAfee show when they were talking college football. I don't know how you go from college football to the Chili Bowl, but, hey, we appreciate the, the exposure for some of our grassroots racers out there in Tulsa. Well, Kyle, final thoughts on the 2023 season as we get set to close another chapter of NASCAR Coast to Coast. It's been a fun year. We've had amazing lineup of guests as usual. Uh, any highlights or, or what's your final thoughts here as we close this, this year? Yeah, the more the more these series evolve over the years, the more they, they stay the same. Great racing on the racetrack. Uh, I want to congratulate all the champions. Uh, the Modifieds had some new events this year, some new venues. Look forward to seeing uh, some more new events in 2024. Big congratulations to Ron Silk, this year's champion, his second championship in over a decade. Um, a lot of great racing in the Pinty Series, the NASCAR Wheel and Euro Series, short tracks all across the country. And like you mentioned earlier, the Arkham Menards. Three platforms, the National Series, along with East and West. Uh, looking forward to seeing seeing what 2024 holds and uh, seeing if guys like Sean Hingarani can maybe do it again. 
It's going to be exciting. I already saw repaving at North Wilkesboro is underway, so that'll be a topic yeah. of discussion when we get close to that next year, of course, with the Modifieds and Late Models a part of All-Star Weekend. So lots to look forward to, Kyle, and I am appreciative of you and our producer, Pat Jaggers, for another incredible season. Looking forward to kicking off our discussions uh, sometime after the new year when we start talking about uh, the World Series of Asphalt already getting ready to go at Five Flags Speedway to kick off 2024. Well, like I said, for our producer, Pat Jaggers and Kyle Ricky, my name is Chris Wilner. Thanks so much for being a part of NASCAR Coast to Coast for 2023. It's all been presented by Wheel and Engineering on the road, in the air, and around the world. Wheel is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Enjoy the remainder of 2023, and of course, we'll see you next year. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to no-go racing fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top-tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's not here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak.